Welcome to the Faith for All podcast. This week, we're listening to a sermon given by our worship leader, Todd Mazira, about faith journeys with a rock and roll twist on Pentecost. The sound cut out during the recording of the gospel reading, and the gospel is important for a Pentecost sermon, so I'd like to read it for you now. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? We now join Todd Mazira's sermon already in progress. So today is uh, the celebration of Pentecost, which celebrates the descent of the Holy Spirit to the disciples after Jesus' death uh, and ascension. So Pentecost, and I really want to talk about it because um, it's a, uh, Pentecost is a step along a journey of faith that the disciples were on. And the step is a milestone that is reflective of a lot of what we deal with in our own lives. So it does mark, Pentecost itself marks the transition on a journey the apostles were taking. So they had been followers and listeners and students, but after the events of Pentecost, they began ministering to the world. Uh, and just to review the little reading we did, uh, the apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit that day and they experienced the gift of tongues and they preached the gospel. The story does continue after that. Uh, now Peter, who was the leader at that point, uh, proclaimed that Jesus is both the Lord and the Christ and invited people to repent and be baptized and to receive the Holy Spirit. About 3,000 souls were baptized that day and continued unwaveringly uh, in the church. Unwaveringly meaning I couldn't find a better word, but they continued on. So let's just say unwaveringly. Uh, but 3,000 souls were converted that day and stayed Christian. So Pentecost is the seventh Sunday after Easter. It is just about 50 days uh, after the resurrection. Uh, and so to give you a sense of the timeline here, uh, and I threw it up on the little chart in back, Jesus walked with his apostles for 40 days after his resurrection, which was, it was just a little over a month. They then witnessed him ascend into heaven. And this is important because it gives you an idea of how short a time that they had between getting their mentor and teacher and friend back and losing him again. So, the Bible says uh, really basically nothing about the overall emotions of the apostles at that time, but it's reasonable to assume that they were not in a great state mentally. Uh, after the death and resurrection of Jesus, they were out undoubtedly facing a time of fear and doubt and confusion, certainly. Uh, they had already lived through Jesus being murdered, buried, rising from the dead, walking with them again. And after all these unprecedented events, Jesus leaves them to go return to the Father's side after only 40 days. So 
This is a time when any one of us, if, if we were there, we would also be pretty unsure of the future. Um, and even though Jesus had told them what to expect, like time and time again, just repeatedly, there's a lot of anxiety <laughs> associated with loss of any sort. So how could they not feel alone without Jesus in their midst? Uh, and many of us could probably relate to just the feeling of, of, of losing, losing somebody close to us, the, the sense of losing uh, somebody important. If, if, if you've ever experienced the loss of a loved one, that's, it's, it, um, it's tragic. And Jesus wasn't just a loved one. Jesus was the single most important person in their lives. Remember, these guys gave up their careers, gave up their family, walked with him for three years around everywhere with nothing but Jesus supporting them spiritually and nothing but the uh, uh, handouts from people supporting them uh, physically. So this is a very, very dark time for the apostles. Now, only a few days after losing Jesus for a second time, they don't seem to know what to do next. Uh, and they do do a couple things. Like they voted in um, a replacement for Judas, which was Matthias, but that's administrative work. That's not really uh, gospel work. But the, the apostles have been on a faith journey up to this point, and this sudden change from where they had been to where they were going is, is uh, the, single, the single biggest thing um, uh, to happen to them. See, as... as uh, they began the journey with Christ and living with him, walking with him, sharing bread and such. That period of, li- of their lives, they had looked to Jesus as their teacher and their mentor. They called him rabbi. And rabbi in Hebrew means literally um, my teacher or my master. During this time, Jesus was teaching them to spread the word of God and how to live a life that honors God in preparation of what's to come for the coming kingdom. So Pentecost itself is an important milestone on that journey as it's their graduation from student to teacher. At Pentecost, the students became the preachers. They became the ministers for everything else. And from this point on, their lives would continue, but in a new and better way. So this brings us to music, because everything brings me to music. It does. Um, so the, the journey of the apostles was not unlike our own journeys of faith. Uh, and this week, I, I did um, some, some very cool things. I did um, typically every week for uh, the service, the music is centered around the theme that Dana tells me we're going to be centered around. She changes it a lot, but we work with it. But this week, I brought up songs from musicians who had experienced Pentecost-like changes in their lives on their faith journey. So if you've been, been kind of paying attention so far, we've had a few songs that are a little different. So our pre-song today uh, was Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper's No More Mr. Nice Guy. Now, Alice Cooper, typical rock guy, and and we all know what the reputation of rock and rollers is. It's not savory. You don't want your family members dating rock and rollers if they can avoid it, and you don't want them being rock and rollers if they can avoid it, but here we are. Uh, so Alice Cooper shocked a lot of his, his, really his most faithful followers when he announced that he was turning away from his reckless life and becoming a born-again Christian. See, his Christian conversion helped him move past that rock and roll lifestyle. And he, uh, 
despite this, insists he's, he's still a rebel. But in his words, he says, drinking beer and trashing your hotel room, that's, that's easy. But being a Christian, that's a tough call. That's rebellion. His way of rebelling was literally to stand up for what he believes in. Our gathering song, Take Me to the River by Al Green, seen here. Uh, Al Green actually plagued with uh, tons of issues uh, through the course of his life, but um, he was on the top of the charts, absolutely at, at the, uh, the pinnacle of his game when he left fame behind to become a follower of Christ back in uh, 1973. He had been book solid for a tour to promote his latest album, which was called Call Me, uh, when he encountered the Holy Spirit in his hotel room. And he recalls feeling like his life was not his own while he was on the road because of how many people were dependent on his, his success and uh, how many people were relying on him and where he was. His encounter with the Lord changed his perspective. Now, while recovering from the tragic death of his girlfriend and from some injuries uh, he sustained, he further devoted himself to God and eventually bought the full gospel tabernacle in Memphis, Texas, where he still preaches to this day. Um, so Al Green, take me to the river, still standing up there singing it, before, singing it for God. Now this is Kerry Livgren, and we've talked a little bit about him once before. He is a guitarist and main songwriter for Kansas, and he wrote Carry On My Wayward Son and uh, Dust in the Wind. We'll be playing um, Carry On in a minute. Now, he is a little bit different. He looked to God his entire life. He embraced Christianity in the 80s, which caused a lot of friction between him and his bandmates. And as a result, Livgren left for a little bit to, to join a Christian band, but eventually comes back to Kansas, but insists that they allow him to incorporate his message into their music and into their words. And if you've listened to songs like uh, Dust in the Wind and carry on my wayward son. You see that. You see that and hear it right away. This is Lou Graham from Foreigner. And Lou Graham uh, actually sought God throughout his life as well. Lou wrote a lot of uh, Foreigner's main hits, including uh, I Want to Know What Love Is, which is we will play in a little bit. After finding his faith, he explained that everything up until that point in his life had led him to a point where he was able to accept God into his life completely instead of just a part-time, get-me-out-of-trouble God. He had learned to become fully committed to it. Dave Mustaine, right there, uh, of Metallica and Megadeth. Uh, he was actually sick of touring. Uh, and he was tired of his fellow bandmates. I can relate. Um... <laughs> oh, sorry. But no, he was generally down on his life. This is, this is actually all internal to him. And, um, and a quick side note, by the way, uh, Dave Mustaine uh, actually became Alice Cooper's godson after Cooper, Alice Cooper himself, became his mentor. Now, Dave Mustaine's band, Megadeth, actually recorded a cover of Alice Cooper's No More Mr. Nice Guy, which we played this morning. And he was a founding member of, Meg of Metallica, which we'll be playing a Metallica song shortly. Dave Mustaine converted to Christianity, and he explained in an interview when at one point he was looking up at the cross, and he said six simple words, what have I got to lose? Um, afterwards, my whole life changed, says Mustaine. Uh, it's been hard, but I wouldn't change it for anything. 
rather than going through my whole life believing that there is a God and then finding out there isn't, I'd rather uh, not live my whole life thinking there isn't a God than find out when I die that there is. Grant, now this is um, Mark Farner from Grand Funk Railroad. Mark Farner uh, lost his father at a very young age and found God while watching uh, televangelist Billy Graham uh, give a sermon. As he grew older, he became consumed with the rock and roll lifestyle and he walked away from his faith. He says it took his wife, Leisha, leaving him for him to remember how his faith comforted, comforted him when he lost his dad. And he described what it was like to lose his family back then. He says, I was watching my kids play in the living room and I was about halfway through a 12 pack. And I just recalled how my mother turned to alcohol after my dad passed and how the kids suffered as a result of it. I got into this little church, and even with my long hair, my headband, my Hawaiian shirt, faded jeans, sneakers, they loved me and showed me. Uh, these people really showed me the love of Christ. That should sound familiar to anybody who has walked in across the glory's doors. In fact, to, and speaking of Mark Farmer, Farmer, Farner, we are sending today with um, some kind of wonderful, which is one of his hits. But he actually re-recorded it with Christian lyrics, so we're going to use his Christian lyrics on it because it's church. So I'm going to go to my story a little bit, because uh, a few years ago, I went through a bad time as well. Uh, I was dealing with uh, untreated depression and an anxiety disorder, uh, and the, this sort of made even the simplest things very hard to do. I couldn't focus on a task, a task of any sort. I reacted really emotionally to very, very minor issues. I could not start my day. I, I, I couldn't even get out of bed some days. I just, I just couldn't move. Um, and I couldn't find meaning or satisfaction with anything. Uh, not uncoincidentally, uh, I lost my job, um, which is a job I held and did very, very well for many, many, many years until I stopped doing it well. Um, after losing my uh, job, I, I floated kind of aimlessly. Um, like uh, we talked about Carrie Livgren and Lou Graham, I still had faith. But my faith at this time was kind of faith in a box uh, that I opened up on Sundays, you know, brought it out, but then put it back in for the week. It was uh, more like a background noise in my life, fairly easy to ignore when something louder came along. Um, and like Farner and Dave Mustaine, I hit an emotional bottom. Uh, and that's when a friend um, reached out to me with a unique opportunity. He knew uh, that I was out of work, obviously, and looking for a job, and that I was a musician. I played in church. Um, so he found a small church in Shanahan uh, that needed a part-time music director. I met with the people at that church who decided to give me a chance as their music leader. Um, I also met with the pastor. Now, the pastor was a, he was a young guy he's from a really strong faith background. Um, and at the time, I didn't know that he would become my friend and my mentor. Because um, we, we would get together every week. We'd go through, you know, putting together the services. But we'd talk about everything. We'd talk about music and life and golf and, um, and God and how to live a God-honoring life. Um, and this is really when I was first able to really let God in. Um, you see, I believe that the Holy Spirit is always with us and was always with the apostles. I, um, 
I don't believe that Pentecost was when God first paid attention to the apostles. I think it was the opposite. I think it's when the apostles first paid attention to God. Um, Pentecost is when the apostles let God in completely. Uh, like the apostles, I was a person of faith, but I wasn't all the way in. Um, I was at a point in my personal journey at that point where I was ready to graduate as well. Um, and at my personal Pentecost, my change, I, I didn't baptize and convert 3,000 souls like the apostles did. Um, nobody unwaveringly. Um, but I did learn to put God first. I learned to, to give more and to take less, uh, to focus on what other people need, not just what I need. Uh, I learned to open my house and my wallet to those in need. And I stopped worrying about money and job and things and learned to put my faith in God. Um, and how does this apply to, to all of us? Really, uh, we all go through times of loss and upheaval and times of change. Um, new things in our lives create stress. Um, and they make us lose focus on the big things. And these are times when God is there. And these are times when we should pray and listen. I have no doubt that the apostles were asking God for guidance uh, after Jesus' ascension. During a time of loss or a time of change, we need a way to set a new course on our faith journey. And God answers this need in abundance. Uh, he puts people in your life for a reason. He puts opportunities in your life for a reason. He puts resources in your life. Um, and he has a path uniquely set for each of us that uniquely fulfills us. Now, the musicians I spoke to hit crisis points uh, in their lives, and they opened themselves up to God, and God gave each of them direction and fulfillment. The, their, their story afterward is always, my life is so much better now. Um, in my own story, I dealt with my life being turned uh, entirely upside down, and God did not give up on me. He provided me the friend that sent me to the small church in Shanahan. He put that church's pastor into my life to help me see God in things. He helped me see how important a part of life, uh, how I could be an important part of life of other people's lives. Uh, he changed the direction of my life completely, and I am so grateful. The one thing I do want you to take away from this is when you're at a point of crisis of any sort, lean into God, pray for help, uh, and then be open to hear what God is saying in response. The story of Pentecost is a story of a milestone in um, the apostles' faith, the moment when they went from being students to teachers, and the musician stories I shared uh, tell of their key milestones as well that each helped them, uh, the points where they each became closer to God. Um, each of us is on a journey of faith. We work through the highs and lows of our lives and sometimes let God in, but sometimes close our hearts. God loves us throughout the journey and he never gives up. And when we're ready, he fills us completely. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this sermon about rock and roll faith journeys and it gave you something to think about. Come back next week for our first discussion podcast. The topic under discussion is, Why is Secular Music in Our Church? Faith for All was created by Cross of Glory Church. If you'd like more information on Cross of Glory, please visit our webpage at crossofglory.com, where you can learn more about the church, see our upcoming events, and watch previous services and sermons. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. 
Everyone, and we do mean everyone, is welcome to join us at 9.30 a.m. each Sunday morning for worship on our website, Facebook, YouTube, or in person at 14719 West 163rd Street, Homer Glen, Illinois. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends, family, and anyone else you can think of about it. Faith for All is available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, or wherever else you find podcasts. Todd Mazera created our original music. John Uzardo engineered the sound. Jeff Wanderson handled the production duties. And I'm your friend and humble announcer, Andrew Moore. Thank you for joining us.